We're going to talk some basketball, and the topic is an unpleasant topic if you're a fan of slew men's basketball having a horrifically bad season. And the bigger concern is that it's year eight for Travis Ford. And as I watch this thing unfold all year, you do wonder, after eight years and a bad season like this, is the coach on his way out? Is he going to get fired? Does he even hear anything from the administration? What's he been told? What does he know? And I reached out and said, would you be willing to do an interview? And he said yes. So we were down at his office on Sunday. And there were no restrictions, no limits as to what we could talk about. And he feels strongly that this year, you know, is a bust, but that they've got a plan to fix it. Towards the end of the interview, I said, okay, if you're sitting here now with the AD, the president, administrators, whoever, you know, what are you going to tell them? So what is that plan? He, he believes they didn't handle the NIL, the portal, all of that well, and doesn't want to get overly specific, clearly, but I think he wants to tell whoever asks that they're already digging in on the plan. And I understand for many, it's way too little too late. In eight years, they made one NCAA tournament. I am surprised to hear that Dayton hasn't made a tournament in that same time period. That that shocks me. The A-10 doesn't crank out the bids, but I think it's still up to any individual school. Like, if, if you're really good, if SLU dominates the A-10, they're going to go to the NCAA every year. And that's the model that Rick Pajeris sort of built up, Jim Cruz inherited. Uh, I totally get the frustration. But my curiosity is what is the Travis mindset at this point? What does he think his future is? And i really curious that he had heard anything. And then Sunday night before we ran the TV piece, which was about seven minutes, which is really long in the TV world, the whole interview is about 15 minutes. And I thought it was important. There were topics like, you know, the defensive issues. The team's really bad defensively. What has he heard? What will he say to the administration? Some of those things got edited out. So I think it's good for a Billiken fan, whether you're pro-Travis or not, to hear the entire interview. I did text Chris May, the athletic director, that night and said I talked to Travis about his future. If you care to weigh in, make any kind of comment, let me know. He did write me back. Um, but he did not address the Travis situation. Just It was very simple, just we'll talk soon or hope you're well. So I didn't even want to say that on TV because I don't even feel like it, it addressed the topic at hand. So whether there's going to be a, uh, a move made sometime soon for SLU, nobody seems to know. You hear whispers that they've made their decision already. Honestly, I've talked to a lot of different people, and I can't get a definitive answer. And the... Uh, the Travis Ford situation could be complicated by a large buyout. Again, that's one of those I keep being told, but I haven't been able to nail down. What is that number? You know, at Marquette a few years back, and yes, I always talk about my alma mater, but Wojo, Steve Wojciechowski, I think it got, I think it was his seventh year, and there was frustration with some of the fan base, but definitely a lot of the boosters, and there was a big buyout. It was a big number. And apparently what I was told is that one of the boosters told the AD, I'll write the check. And that's how it, it ended. He'd made two NCAA tournaments that had some good teams, but nothing over the top. And, and folks up there wanted more. And I think a fair question, and this is one that I asked Travis, shouldn't SLU be a bit like Marquette or Creighton or Xavier? And similar type schools and be an NCAA tournament team most years. Not every year, unless you're Duke, right? Or 
you know, North Carolina traditionally, but most years you're in that NCAA conversation. I understand the A-10's not the Big East, but again, it goes back to if you dominate in your conference, then you can be a perennial tournament contender, we'll call it. So let's get to it. It's the Kilcoin Conversation, company from the Pasta House Studios, pastahouse.com, where you can order online, have that food ready. You're on the run with the kids. You don't have time to cook. Let Pasta House do it for you. Everything's made fresh daily. Kids eat free on Sundays. That's all you need to know. Pastahouse.com, 19 area locations. Marie de Villa Senior Living, they're at the corner of Clayton and Wideman Road. Since 1960, the premier spot in West County for your retirement years. They have those beautiful villa estates. You're basically living on your own, but you still have the access to the clubhouse, all the amenities, all the great food. Or if your loved one, your grandparents, parents need higher level of care, assisted living, they have all of it in one spot. It's mariedevilla.com where you can take a virtual tour. Triad Bank, one of our longtime sponsors here of this program. They go back years with us promoting our product, and we promote them. It's a St. Louis-based bank since 2005 on Clayton Road in Frontenac, also on Olive, just west of 270. All your banking needs, especially business owners, we've been saying this for a long time. You're tired of the runaround at your bank. Talk to the folks based right here in town. The CEO, Jim Regna, he's as local as they get. Went to Rosary High School, then to UMSL. Find out more at triadbanking.com. And appliance discounters for that washer, dryer, stove, refrigerator, or entire kitchen get the biggest names at the lowest prices. Theappliancediscounters.com. A lot of great rebates, especially on GE, General Electric. Just type it in the search engine. They'll do the price checking around town. They'll make sure you're paying the lowest price for your next appliance. Theappliancediscounters.com, where their savings are your savings. And, of course, the Missouri Athletic Club, mac-stl.org. Two locations, downtown and West County. Whatever your interests are, you just want it to be a social club, meet your friends for lunch, happy hour, ride the shuttle to the Blues game, the Cardinals game, City SC firing back up. That's a great benefit of membership. You park downtown, hang out there, get a drink or a bite to eat at the Jackbuck Grill, then hop on the shuttle. You don't have to park at any of these events anymore. You can do that or you can get into fitness, work out downtown or out west, sign up for some personalized training, Learn to play squash, pickleball, all of it one spot. It's the MAC, mac-stl.org. And now to the visit with Travis Ford. Obviously, it's been a tough season. Win total, a lot of things oh, yeah. are ugly right now. Is there a short answer as to what hasn't gone right this year? Maybe there's, there's, not definitely, a not a, there's definitely not a short answer. Um, obviously, I, I analyze it every day, every all day long, and as we try to improve and get better every day and, you know, we knew after last year, we, we, you know, we lost a lot of obviously really good players, some players that had been around for a long time. So we knew it was a little bit of a rebuilding year. We kind of understood that. Um, and then you're rebuilding through a time of trying to get a grasp on the transfer portal, grasp on NIL, and it's all kind of new to everybody. Um, and we probably didn't handle that the best. You know, we have a much better, I have a much better grasp of the portal NIL and all those things much better, especially over the last month as we dig into it and things like that, a much better understanding. Um, but it was, a, it was probably the longest summer I've ever had because we were still recruiting in the month of August, still trying to put a roster together, um, which, you know, we think probably set us back a lot in the summertime a little bit in, the, in getting better. Um, but then you go through a whole preseason of planning to play 
a certain style of basketball. Uh, we wanted to press for 40 minutes, uh, play very, very fast, and we were, that's exactly what we did in our first, first four games. And we start 4-0, and then obviously the injuries hit. And obviously Sincere Parker, somebody we thought would average in the mid-20s. We, we thought that, and our system was based on him and different guys being able to score the ball. And when you lose him for two and a half months, that obviously, and then we had a bunch of in injuries. And these are all excuses. And I know fans don't want to hear excuses. I, I totally get that. But that's reality, and I, I get it. Well, fans want to know what we're going to do going forward. And we have a plan going forward, no question. No one's uh, is, is unhappy about this as I am and our players. They're down every day. Uh, we don't expect people to be happy that we haven't won this year. We don't expect that. We expect to have criticism. I expect, I've been doing this way too long as a player. Uh, when you play at Kentucky, you hear it all. You hear everything. And you 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 got to have a thick skin when you play basketball at the University of Kentucky. And I learned that early on. And then I've also learned it because I've been a head coach my whole life. You know, I've been a head coach now for 27 years. Um, every program I've taken over, I've taken over five. Every program I've taken over, um, the coach before me had gotten fired or they were looking for more, uh, looking for better. And I've taken over programs that need to be kind of rebuilt. And... You know, that's, uh, that's kind of what we did here. We are having a bad year, a very disappointing year. We think we're going to get better. I love my guys. I really love the guys in the locker. I love, you know, great, super kids. They're tr working hard every day to get better. Um, but it's, it's, been a, it's been a challenging year, no doubt. We feel that. We understand that. When you're a college coach, you're ultimately the GM, the team president. It, you build the team, so it falls into your lap. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. I've said that multiple times, Martin, that I take full responsibility, full responsibility um, on everything. You know, um, we got to get better. There's no question. I'm more obsessed now than ever to get this right and get it correct. I mean, I, this is the most difficult year I've had in my 27 years as a, as a head coach by far. Uh, and... You know, I, 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 as I analyze it every single day, as I go to bed at night and I sit and think about it all night and I get up in the morning thinking about it, there's some things, yeah, you know, as you look back, anytime something doesn't go the way you want it, you want to change something. Yeah, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. That's human nature about anything. No different from me. There's things that, as I sit here, I would have definitely done different throughout the season, dealing with some of the injuries, uh, things that we've learned in the summertime, dealing with, you know, NIL and the portal and those things that we've learned that we struggled with. We really struggled in the summertime with this when it came to recruiting. These are things that now we think we have a really great grasp on right now. When you don't defend well, it looks worse. And it can be strategy, but it can be effort too. Where's your level of disappointment maybe in the defensive side of your, your game? It's tough because if you go back and look at our numbers since we've been here defensively, they've been pretty good and pretty much at the top. Defensive rebounding has been at the very top. We've had some great defenders here. Uh, Javon Best was the player of the year defensively. Jordan Goodwin, two-time player, two-time first team. Yuri Collins, two-time first team. I go down to Francis Okoro. We've had some really good defensive players and defensive teams, really good defensive teams. It's frustrating because I think um, offense is, is a lot harder than defense. Offense, you got to, you, you know, it's our job to put them in the right place, but you got to have a skill level. We can, can develop the skill and things like that, but defense, a lot of times, it's just a will and want and a pride thing. Yes, scouting report, teaching different fundamentals, absolutely, things we do every single day. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out what can I do better to help these, help these guys defend better. We've tried every, we're, we're obviously, we're trying zones, man to man, we've tried a little bit of everything. 
Um, we just got to do better as a team. It's not on one or two individuals. That's not going to happen. That's not what, how we're built. We're going to have to defend as a team, as a whole, and really trust each other and have each other's back and have that type mentality if we're going to get better defensively. But our team fully gets it. I fully get it, number one. My staff gets it. Our team gets that we're not defending at a level that's going to help us have success. You have been around a long time. You played for Norm Stewart. You played for Rick Pitino. When you have this kind of year, I don't know if it compares to any other years for you, who are you leaning on? Who, who are you hearing from? Well, Coach Pitino called me a couple of days ago and had a long conversation with him. And he was just calling to check in. And as he said, Travis, there's years like you're going to have, you'll, you'll bounce back. And he went through all these different scenarios of, through his career and other people's career and things like that that, you know, kind of snowballs sometimes when you have this year, like injuries and things just. And we've seen it in games where a ball doesn't bounce a certain way. We're just like, um, it's tough. But uh, obviously, I, I've heard from him a lot. He's been great. But you also hear from a lot of coaches. You know, some, you know there's obviously a, a, a a lot of coaches I talk to all the time, but there's a lot of coaches that have reached out and say, hey, I know you're going through a tough time. Hang in there. You know, done a great job. You know, they go through all the stuff, but it's great because as a, as a coach, especially, it's a lonely world, especially when you get in situations like this. It's very, very lonely. Um, and you've got so many things going through your head that you're trying to fix. Um, and to hear from coaches, that's when you hear from them the most. It's not when you're winning. It's when things are tough, and uh, because it is, it it, it uh, it's a challenge every single day. That's for sure. How aware of any of the outside noise are you, and do you worry about your future? Do you worry about getting fired? Is that even on your radar? No. Well, you know, I I, I don't. I hear it and I don't, but I know it's there. It should be there. It should. I mean, we're 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 having a tough year. I I wouldn't be happy as a fan, and I'm not happy as as the head coach. Um, my staff hears me say this, my players hear me say it, my family hears me say it. I want to do this for the fans, I want to do this for the player, I feel bad for them. I want to, my players hear this, I want them to say, I want them to feel some success. I want to win for this, our family. we got a great fan base, an amazing fan base. I want to get this corrected for them. Uh, absolutely, they deserve it. They're still showing up, they scream loud, but I still get a lot of emails, a lot of people everywhere I go, hey, hang in there coach, we're behind you. Uh, a lot of different things, um, you know, that that give you encourage, that give you that positive vibe when maybe you're down or whatever it is, because a lot of times you do you hear the critics more than you hear everything else. But absolutely, you know it's there. I would expect. I've been doing this too long as a player and as a coach not to understand that. But I do want to get it corrected for our fans. I want to get it corrected for our players and for everybody um, very quickly, and, and we will. Um, no, I don't worry about the other stuff. I, I really don't. Uh, you know, Martin, I, you know, I, I've been doing this my whole life uh, as a player and as a coach. I mean, it's, it's all I know. And I, I, would t I, I've absolutely loved St. Louis, living here. Now, over the last eight years, I've had some of the most rewarding times of my life here, but also some of the most difficult times of my life here have happened here. And... Uh, this is a special place. I love it here. I want to get it. I want to get this season turned around now and look forward to being unbelievable next year because of the fans and for what this city has meant to me and my family, because we've experienced a lot here and people have been really, really good to us, especially during the good, but also the difficult times. And, um, you know, uh, I, I have a true love for St. Louis. I have a true love for St. Louis University. I do that. 
is, I wouldn't say is uncommon, but when you're a coach that's moved around a lot, and a lot of coaches, you have certain things you like about every place. Um, but a lot, a lot has happened here. A lot has happened in my life here. This is where my kids would tell you it would be home for them. Um, and I want to get this turned around. And we have a plan in place. We have a plan in place that's already in action to get this thing turned around. Do you hear anything from the AD, the administration, the boosters? Does anybody chime in at a time like this? Or are they going to let it play out and see what happens? I, you know, not really. I, you know, I'm locked in every day. I mean, right now it's, I'm here 7, 6.30, 7 a.m. till no telling what time of night preparing for the next game. I'm lost myself. We lose our, tell our, tell my staff all the time, we got to lose ourselves into that next game and keep our players positive, keep, get them ready for the next game. And they've been great. Again, the team's just been terrific attitude and things like that. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have time to spend. I don't, it's not fair to my team. It's not fair to, fa I don't have time for any of that. I got to prepare for the next game. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't get caught up into that other stuff. That's other stuff will take, I, you know, I hope I'm the coach here for a long time. That's what, that's what I hope. Uh, I think, you know, I think everybody knows what I'm made of. And I think everybody understands the people I've taught to understand what we've been through this year, uh, and what we have in place to hopefully start absolutely correcting this and getting back to the better, better days for sure. And should you be judged on this season or on your eight year body of work? And have you done enough in the eight years? prior, the total, that people should say, hey, he's the guy, or how would you explain your eight-year run instead yeah. of just this year? Yeah, we've had a lot of success here, uh, a lot of success based on what we took over to the success we've had. We've won a lot of games through a lot of difficult times, through COVID times, through a lot of difficult times. We won a lot of games. Um, do we want to win even more? Absolutely. I think every A-10 team wants that. It's been a struggle for the A-10 over the last seven to 10 years to get those multiple teams in the NCAA tournament. We want to get more consistent. And I think, I don't think there's any question we will now that we have a better understanding of how to handle this portal, NIL things, uh, things we've implemented recruiting wise that uh, I think are going to absolutely make us better and we're headed in the right direction. Uh, continue to develop some of these players that are on our team that I really believe in and I think are going to be really good going forward. Um, but I, you know, I think it's a, a, a totality. You know, I've been doing this. I've been a head coach at the college of twenty. I think this is my twenty seventh year, um, and uh, you know, uh, won a lot of games, been through a lot of stuff, and I'm prepared. Uh, you know, it's it's a change. It's been a change of landscape, but we, uh, I think we've gotten it figured out, and I think we're heading in the right direction as far as that's concerned. It sh slew should be. Kind of like a Marquette, Xavier, Creighton, these schools that are kind of perennial NCAA. Is that ultimately where you think this program can and should be? Yeah, absolutely. I think we can be, and we want to be that. I think that's true for us and the Daytons and the V. You know, we all want to compete at the highest level. And I think, you know, we've got to do our job. Absolutely. Well, obviously, we're not helping at all this year. We've got to do our job. Um, and, and help the overall league so we can get three, four teams like the Big East is getting seven, eight, nine teams in a year. Um, you know, so as a, as a whole, we've got to do our job. We fully grasp that. We're not doing our job this year. We will going forward, no question about it. But can we be? That's what I think we all strive to be in the A-10 and us for sure here at St. Louis. How do you get up and keep going every day when you know there's noise and you know it's frustrating and your fans want more? How do you, how do you deal with it? Well, if you know me, I love, you know, um, I'm a competitor. Uh, I see every day is going to get better every single day, and that's what I tell my team. Today we got to get better. We got to practice better 
told them today we last practiced on Thursday, and I said we had to practice better today than we did Thursday if we want a different result. We've got to get better. Um, but I could get locked in. I get locked in on getting our individual players better and making sure they're doing well academically, make sure we live with in, within their life and make sure there's a lot going on within a team dynamic. And then you've got preparation. You know, I spend all day with our coaches preparing for the next game. Um, so, yeah, I don't really have time to think about anything else. All right, final thought. If you're sitting here with me, we're, we're saying, what's the plan? Do you expect that it's administration, AD, at some point they'll say, okay, how do we get better? And do you have you Oh, got, absolutely. You, I, you anticipate maybe they're going to say, okay, how did this happen? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Doing well, I think a lot of them know how we, you know, kind of the dynamic that had, that's, you know, there's things I, I wish I had and done differently coaching and got done better stuff. Co absolutely. Uh, but there's other dynamics that, you know, again, I don't make uh, excuses that, that, yeah, that we know how that contributed to helping us not have maybe the season we wanted to have. And we knew it was a rebuilding year anyway, and then you have injuries, and there's a lot of other things that, uh, that make it difficult, you know, that made it difficult that I think we really have our arms around now that we really have learned from. And that's part of when things go, first of all, self-evaluation, uh, for sure. Where can I get better? What can I do better? That's as a coach, that's motivating, that's individual, that's everything involved with the X and O's and developing the players. And then there's the other things outside of the, the portal, the NI, how to handle all that, that we've looked at everything and we have a plan in place that I think puts us better when, this, when the season's over that we probably did not have in place last year that, uh, you know, took us, uh, you know, a little bit by surprise and, some, and things that we went through that um, may not went our way. Uh, that it lasted all summer long, that I think we had a much better position now. You know, our, our victory friends, uh, you know, headed by Troy Robertson and Scott Hummer, these guys are totally committed, really faith, just guys that love the program, working their tail off. You know, we all understand everything a whole lot better now and have a grasp on it a lot better than we did uh, this time last year, for sure. Well, hope you enjoyed the visit, or if you didn't enjoy the visit, I appreciate you checking it out. I, I don't mind any of the feedback. Um, I think all the topics were fair, and I think he believes his eight-year resume is pretty good. I think a lot of fans disagree that it's not good enough. Did COVID muck it up when they had a group of talented players? Probably, but that is an excuse. He kept saying that. I know it's an excuse. I know it's an excuse, and I think a lot of folks say that is an excuse. So the question comes down to, does the administration have the money? Do they have the desire to make a move? I just don't know from talking to people I don't know I won't be surprised either way it goes and I don't mind all the feedback a lot of folks are fired up about this topic folks are mad at me for the interview that's fine I wanted to hear from him I think we put a lot on the table there for him to give his answers you don't have to like his answers but I feel good about the interview and again any feedback negative positive that's fine I appreciate everybody checking it out you can find all of the work from the Kilcoin conversation Spotify iTunes scoopswithdannymack.com. Everything's posted there. It's a great website. Dan and I usually do a segment on Mondays. Great talk. So a lot of great content available to you at scoopswithdannymack.com. Appreciate all of our great sponsors. Pasta House, Triad Bank, Appliance Discounters, Marie de Villa Senior Living, and the Missouri Athletic Club. Working on something really cool at the MAC that won't be, won't be announced for a little while, but it's a big event that I think sports fans in town are going to absolutely love. We'll, we'll let that information out when we can. For now, thanks for tuning in. I'm Martin Kilcoin. This has been the Kilcoin Conversation.